felt really weird to listen to practice and me not be around. But seriously, I, now I see it from Joe's perspective, and seriously, guys, it's so encouraging just to sit in the audience, just to feel like you guys are so full of worship. So please don't ever doubt yourselves. And that encourages me to see you guys do that. So, to start us off, um, I haven't done communion in like two years, so have mercy on me. <laughs> um, but I kind of wanted to reflect on JD's message last week. Um, we, as you know, we've been going through the um, Go With God series. And this thing about how to study the Bible with people. And JD's message really hit me last week when we talked about sin and how awesome the gospel is. But as I was listening and meditating, and he was saying about how we can be excited about the gospel and how we have to have passion about the gospel. And I had to think, like, okay, but where does that passion come from? Right? Does that make sense? Yes. So, and these two scriptures came to mind. Um, you don't have to turn there. But um, two, two quick scriptures that you can write down. The first is Mark 12, verse 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Amen. Amen. And the second to come to mind was Proverbs 9 10. Fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Amen. And I really started meditating on that because. I think a lot of times we can study the Bible with people and we can talk about sin and we can talk about how great Jesus is, but you can't really see sin or Jesus unless you know who God is. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I really started thinking about a lot of the biblical accounts of, and personal testaments to say, like, God, why do I love you? Why did people in the gospel love you? Not only that, but why do I fear you? Why did people in the gospels fear you? And I don't have a lot of scriptures. Those are my two main scriptures, but it just it had me really thinking about the contrast difference of people who did fear God, do love God, and di or didn't fear God and did not love God. That made me think about the fear of the Lord is what kept John and Peter before the Sanhedrin and said, I, can, I, can't, I can't listen to what you say, even if you have these hierarchy marks. I listen to what God says. You can flog us all day, but we're not going to change our message. Amen. That was the fear of the Lord that happened to happen that. The fear of the Lord kept Paul from lashing out on all the people that constantly kept persecuting him. Yeah. The fear of the Lord is what separated Mary from Zechariah in Luke 1. When the angel came, it's like, you will be the mother of the newborn, of the newborn king. And it was just like, I don't know about that because I'm a virgin. Yet at the same time, Zechariah looked at the angel and was like, how can I do this? I'm so old and my wife is so old. But the difference is in the fear of the Lord. Yeah. You know, she kept herself pure. So it was like, how can I be impregnated if I'm hurt? She didn't understand. Yeah. And, the, and so the angel said, okay, you aren't, you aren't contradicting what God can do. You're stating that I don't, I, I'm not there yet. I need you to explain. Zechariah said, I, I don't really believe that. Mm -hmm. And because of that, his, his mouth was shut. Mm -hmm. And in those things, when I think about studying the Bible, it's like that's where the excitement comes from. Oh. Right? We serve the God that created the world, guys. Like, th think about that. Th it makes me think, um, last Wednesday? Yeah, um, I was talking to Claudette and Aaron, and Aaron said she saw, like, a shooting star. And it, it was beautiful, right? It was amazing. And when I thought about it, it made me think about, I remember watching this YouTube video about if an asteroid, I think they said if it was, like, five mile, if it was like a five mile radius asteroid came in and just hit our planet, all life would cease. That's, that's not a big asteroid. <laughs> that, that, that's so small. 
And it makes me think about like, okay, we're just on this tiny rock. And then you have planets like Jupiter and Saturn and then Neptune and Uranus and Pluto put, put somewhere way out there. And then there's this giant sun. But we don't even know. It's like we're not just revolving around. The, the solar system is constantly moving in the, in the cosmos. And you're just like, how can I not fear God? But it's not just the fear of God that we have. Because the fear of God humbles us down. The fear of God says, God, I, 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 I can't do anything. But it's not just the fear of God. It's, that's why it says, and that's why I think he said the most important command is to love God. Amen. But I can't love him unless I see who he really is. Because, yeah, he's my friend, but he's the king. I can't come to him in a kind of way. But yet I, he, he welcomes me to come to him, period. Does that make sense? And it's the, when I think about the love of God, it, it, it made me think about David and Saul. While they both sinned, Saul disobeyed God. He blatantly disobeyed God. And here's David, who committed this almost a year-long sin of with Bathsheba, killing Uriah, and just going around in his filth. But the love of God humbled David. But when he was called out, he said, no, God, I accept your consequences, because I love you for who you are. Amen. While Saul said, no, don't take this away from me. He was tortured as a result. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I think it's the difference between Judas and Peter. No one was going to betray. And honestly, they both betrayed. But what did Peter do? He wept bitterly because he knew he was going to sacrifice. He sacrificed his own brother. Does that make sense? Right? It's just like, and it just, and it really makes me think about the story before I end. It is, I remember I was in Birmingham and um, I had to wash clothes before church because I didn't have no drawers. So, <laughs> so um, I got there, I got to get there really early. And like, you know, go to the laundry mat, do my stuff. And this man walks in, he looked, he looked kind of a little raggedy. And I was like, he's probably homeless. And you know, you, you know you have those words where God's words and God just whispers, I'll minister to him. And I'm like, but do I have to? <laughs> do I really want to? And I was like, okay, he just said, go talk to my God. I'm move in obedience. And you know, we just start talking. I was like, you know, trying to ask him about his life, how, what's, what's going on. And you know, we, we get to talking about God and if y'all haven't talked to people about God, that kind of, they have some very interesting perspectives. But he, he told me a very interesting perspective on the Adam and Eve story that is actually too graphic to actually talk about here. But I was like, oh, well, that's a different way of looking at it. But I was getting frustrated because I started, it, it started, I started arguing with him. It started going back and forth. I was like, okay, this, this isn't being fruitful. There was no fruit being produced in this moment. So... I was trying to figure out a way to end it, because we went on for almost 45 minutes. And I was like, how do I end this? How do I end this? And he was like showing me like memes essentially with like Egypt, like Egyptian gods with, oh man, this is where Mary and Jesus really originated from. And I was just like, okay, dude, I, I can't talk to you. And he did something I didn't want. There was a guy like constantly, people were listening to us kind of just going in and out of the laundromat. And this man who's been kind of watching us but not saying anything, he tried to pull them into me. He's like, hey man, what do you think about this, this, and this? And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, that's the last thing I wanted. But this man's response, I will never forget it. He shouted, he was like, well, I don't know about this, this, and this, but I know when God, when I let God in, he took care of all my problems, and he just walked away. And that homeless dude was just like, <laughs> he, he was dumbfounded. And it just, it made me realize, I'm like, God, all you want us to do is to fear and to love you. Mm -hmm. That's what's
spurs the passion of why am I so focused on how much of the Bible I know? It's not that you don't want to read the Bible, but you can read, pray, and do all these works. First Corinthians 13 talks about that, but I don't see God for who he is. I can't, I can't properly minister to people. I should be reading, and it should make me more excited. Yeah. To talk about Jesus. I should read the gospel. I can read it ten times. I still get ten times more excited than what I read about it. I should read about Genesis. I'm like, God, you created the world. What won't you provide for me? You are the king of kings. I, you deserve to be bowed to at all times. The, the, the leaves clap their hands. The mountains shake. The stars praise your name. Amen. But why, but why am I holding that back? Does that make sense? So I just want to, I want to challenge us as I'm challenging myself to not to focus so much on the duty as a Christian, but focus is look at Jesus. Amen. And when you look at Jesus, you be excited about it because it's God, guys. Right. I can talk to God the same way I'm looking at J.D. right now. And God created J.D. So I'm like, man, God, what else did you create? What is this? We should be able to just, and, and just, just envelop ourselves in the mystery. Amen. And in connection with communion with this, it helps me understand that Jesus wasn't just a godly man. He was God. Yeah. We didn't kill an innocent man. We killed God. Think about that. Yeah. The God whose big toe we're all going to have to come face to face with one day. <laughs> I feel like his big toe is going to be the size of this church. You're just like watching the ocean happen. I don't know. But it's like we killed God. And he said, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it for you. I love you enough. I commune with you, even though I know what you're going to do to me. And that's what I think about when I think about communion, and it just helps me understand that God increased my reverent fear of you, as well as my love for you. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, um, God, from the smallest anon, ion, atom, electron, proton, neutron, you created the smallest thing to the largest galaxy grandest star. You, you literally spin the earth on its axis. You provide the sun to nourish the plants, to take in our carbon dioxide so that they can expel oxygen just so we can live. You allow the ground to stand beneath, to stay beneath our feet. You allow our body functions, God. You allow us, God, I don't remember being born, but I'm clearly here. You knitted me in my mother's womb. You took care of me when no one could take care of me. God, you died for us. You ministered to us. You talked to us when we were broken. You talked to us when we were sad. You, 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 you build us up and break us down. You have a plan for our lives. God, I pray that in this time that we can increase our love for you and in that increase our knowledge of you and our fear of you and our reverence of you. God, we can be excited that God, bring the people to this church that you want us to bring, but I pray that we declare the gospel without hesitation, with passion and love to all people. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. amen.